Hey guys. Hola. What's up? ¿Qué tal? Welcome. Bienvenidos a Morenitas Abroad. Stay tuned as we brutally, honestly, and truthfully tell you the things that go down in our lives abroad in Madrid. Hey Morenita fam, thanks for tuning in to episode 7. If it's your first time listening to Morenitas Abroad, my name is Michelle. And my name is Brittany. A few episodes ago, we had Jessica on the podcast to talk about her first-hand experience with the coronavirus in Shanghai, China. Now, the virus is affecting all of us around the world. So firstly, we want to send our love and support to all of you because this virus is affecting us in so many ways. Not just physically, emotionally, or mentally, but definitely financially. Right now, this virus is hitting our home, Spain, the hardest, with the most deaths to date, especially in Madrid, where almost half of the deaths in Spain have occurred. For this reason, we both are actually not in Madrid right now. Michelle is in Miami, bitch. (laughs) And I'm in the south of Spain, in Malaga. Um... So I actually decided to leave Madrid, Spain um, almost over two weeks ago. I came to Malaga where my boyfriend's family has a farm. We decided to come here because we knew we could quarantine and still go outside, not be stuck in like tiny apartments that we're, we can't go outside basically. Um... But yeah, in Malaga, the situation, since we are on a farm, I'm I'm kind of like unaware of it until I do watch the news or like look at Instagram. Um, but I definitely know that Madrid is getting really, really crazy and sad right now. Um, what about you, Michelle? Because I know you were in Madrid up until, up until a few days ago. Yeah, so I came to Miami last Saturday and I've been almost in quarantine in Madrid for about two weeks. I was doing like a personal quarantine for like a week before they established a state of emergency and like the mandatory quarantine. But things were, things changed really fast. That's definitely like the first point I have to say. Like I remember on like Wednesday, I think it was, I don't know, like the 8th, I can't remember. But like a regular like a regular day, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a picnic with a friend. Like the virus was getting serious, but nobody was really taking it seriously. And I was like, let me do a picnic with a friend. Like we went to Temple de Bod. We were like chilling. There were so many people out enjoying the sun because it was really good weather. And we were just making the most of it. And literally immediately the next day, I think that Thursday, everything changed. People were like, really scared the numbers were increasing rapidly and i think within a few days that's when they established the the mandatory quarantine yeah so all of this today is what the 27th so all of that happened on i want to say the 11th the 11th is when they shut down schools but you're right, like, everyone was out on the streets. Like, kids were in the park with their grandparents. Everyone was at restaurants. I know that I even, like, went to a terrace and, like, grabbed 
a drink like with my boyfriend and his friends but I didn't touch anything <laughs> I went to grab a drink I didn't actually drink anything I didn't touch the table because I was already so paranoid and they were like laughing at me because they were saying it's not that serious Brittany like no big deal like no big deal I was like no this is crazy shit like I'm not touching anything I have my hand sanitizer and then yeah the next day on that Thursday is when they really like shut everything down because they realized people in Spain were not taking it seriously and then they finally um that Saturday closed down everything for real for real like even the highways and you couldn't leave Madrid um they wanted everyone to stay in their houses. Yeah, things changed so fast and we were only allowed to really go to the grocery store. There were pharmacies that were still open and really just to like walk your dog, you know? So you weren't allowed yeah. to, do, to do much. And it was so crazy because it was just so weird to see Madrid so empty. Like Madrid is never that empty. Like you walk out and there's no one in the street. You like have to wait like 10 minutes to pass by someone. And you're like, whoa, like, where am I, you know? That's so crazy. It's crazy. I know. When I left, I left Saturday. So that Friday, I went to go get um, some things I know I could only get in Madrid, like hair products and stuff. And even that day, mm -hmm. there were barely people on the street. So I can't, like, I know now there's literally nobody on the street. Like, you're not even allowed to be outside. Like, I had a friend who told me the police were like, where are you going? What are you doing? Because they were outside yeah. without a dog. Because you can only be outside with a dog. <laughs> or if you're going to the pharmacy yeah. or supermarket. So, yeah, things in Madrid are completely different and i think it shows like you can see how unusual it is just for that like just for madrid for a lot of european cultures because it started in italy where people were doing like the clapping on the balconies because everyone was staying home mm -hmm. and then they went to spain and like they're doing it now in the states but i'm like you guys don't count <laughs> like it's not the same <laughs> but but it just shows what like everyone mean? was Oh, like clapping and stuff? Yeah. Like, I mean, now they're clapping for like the, you know, the nurses, the doctors and everyone like that. And they're making it mm -hmm. that thing. But I feel like it originally started because everyone was like so happy that everyone was staying home and being responsible, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that makes sense. So it just shows like that's not even a part of the culture. Like in Madrid, everyone's used to being out on the streets. So for everyone to really listen to this and adhere to like just like the policies and the regulation and to stay home was just like a huge thing for them. So, so yeah, yeah it was definitely. interesting. But, but yeah, so I've been in Miami um, for about a week now. And the craziest thing to me was my experience traveling because one, there's so much different information about like, if you can travel back to the States, if you're, you're a citizen, like how is that process going to be for you? Will you be quarantined once you get there? Like, and I was just nervous because I was like, I have a dog. I don't want to be like, I don't know, quarantined in the airport for 14 days. Like, what's going to happen to me, you know? And I know I had asked you and you told me a friend had traveled recently and they were fine. And I had some friends that had just traveled, so I was not too worried. And I even called like the U.S. Embassy in Madrid and they didn't answer. But they transferred me to like a call center about the virus where they answered a few of my questions and they told me, yeah, you can travel, um, you're a US citizen, you know, like you can travel with your dog since he's emotional support. So it gave me like a bit of like comfort because I knew I wasn't going to be just like stranded and not knowing. But the craziest part was when I 
got on the plane, they gave us a form, basically a health form to fill out. And it just asked us where had we been, what countries we had been in the last you know, few weeks, and if we had a fever, a dry cough, and difficulty breathing. And basically, you just check the box, yes or no. And when we got off the plane, we handed it to an official, and that was it. And for me, it was so weird because I'm like, I could have easily lied. <laughs> like, you didn't check my temperature. How do you know that I'm telling the truth? And that's really not having any type of prevention or precaution in any type of way, you know? Yeah, that is awful that it's so... I mean, you're an American citizen at the end of the day. Like, you need to go home, see your home country. But I do think it's crazy when I saw the photos, I think of Chicago airport where it was literally masses of people waiting in customs to get through and they were all just like it was thousands of people huddled together waiting in this line it's like this is so irresponsible like the airport staff like the government whatever that like all these people you don't know who's infected they don't even know if they're infected and you have them all like crowded together waiting to get through customs i don't know just the irresponsible irresponsibility of it all is astonishing to see and even now how your story like it's just crazy like there should be way more methods of prevention not just signing a piece of paper like at least check the temperature like <laughs> pretend like you're doing something more I don't know I know that I am very happy with even though it took Spain and Madrid a while to shut things down i am happy with the way that things are going and i mean i'm hoping that soon the numbers will go down mm -hmm. and things get better hopefully because i i was telling everyone they're like aren't you sad to leave like and i i truthfully don't know when i'm gonna be going back but i was just like madrid is not madrid right now like i'm sad yeah. but it's not like i'm leaving like my home that i love so much it's empty there's nothing to do like there's no life yeah so you're leaving so, yeah. your room basically like yeah you're, you're leaving your apartment and that's the hardest thing to be like in an apartment all day because madrid mostly everyone lives in a small apartment i mean unless you have a family of like four and you guys have a bigger apartment but still like the apartments are not the biggest and we both were living in in bajos with very limited um limited light <laughs> so it was just it gets depressing that's one of the things that I think is, I think it's great that they're showing all these balcony photos and like people clapping and dancing and showing movies from their balconies, but that's like a quarter of the population actually has access to like balconies and outside apartments. Like a lot of us live, like you said, in ground floor apartments or on the interior side where you don't have a balcony, maybe your windows like don't open. So it like seeing those videos and things makes me happy but it's like I think of myself and how I would be if I was stuck in Madrid and I think I would just be completely like depressed and shut out because you have like no access to the world except what you see on the internet and social media mm -hmm. and it becomes overwhelming like way overwhelming so that's definitely one thing that I noticed once I got to Miami because my dad has been having the, the news on 24-7. Like, you walk anywhere and you can hear the news from any point of the house. And at some point, I'm like, can you just turn it off? Like, I want to hear something different. Because it can be a source of panic. Like, from listening to all the news and the numbers and how high they're getting, the deaths, and just 
I mean, all the different experiences that are happening just in the U.S. alone, it's it's a lot. And people are starting to freak out because they said yesterday, I heard they said that people are flooding the hospitals, not because like they have symptoms, but because they think that they're not showing symptoms and that they're a threat to like pass it on to like a grandmother or grandfather, like someone who's older who wouldn't be able to really handle the disease. And it's just out of panic. They're just like freaking out so much. Like, I think I have it. I think I have it. Can I be tested? When they're not even showing symptoms and they possibly don't really need to be in the hospital. Yeah, I know that I heard they started an initiative in various states that um, they do like drive up testing. So you like drive up in your car and you get tested. But that many of those sites like didn't even have enough testing like for the first like five hours that it started. And it's just... The irresponsibility of the government to not have prepared these things before because this was obviously coming, you know, and so many of the governments like tried to hide it and make it seem like, oh, it's not here. Like, it's no big deal. You just need to wash your hands. And now we're realizing that it's so much more than that and that this is affecting people in so many ways. Like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and we have drive through testing at two of our like largest stadiums here in in Miami, the Hard Rock and the Marlins. And but they're only letting people who are sixty five and older get testing just because I think they want to limit it to people who they think would be in critical situate on um, like a critical state. But but yeah, I think everywhere around the world they're just trying to find like a solution to test as many people as possible. But I think they're just coming up short. Like, there's just not enough resources. I know you said your dad has been playing the news nonstop. And even when I talk to my mom, I kind of tell her, like, let's not talk about this coronavirus because the news is completely overwhelming. But I know one of the craziest things that I saw in the news from Madrid was that the ice skating rink that they have outside the center they've turned it into like a morgue for all the dead people because there have been so many deaths. Like I know yesterday in 24 hours, there was over 700 deaths. Like it's crazy. crazy. But like in ice skating, like you would never think like things would get so bad. We'd use an ice skating. I don't know. I feel like that's just a public place. Like who's going to want to go there again? <laughs> I know. That's what I keep thinking. Like, who is going to want to go ice skating there knowing that this deadly virus was... The people yeah. were stored there. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. It's just... It's it's such a weird time. Mm-hmm. And it shows you just how, like, extreme things get. Like, when situations get out of hand and you just don't have enough resources or, like, it's overwhelming, like shit gets crazy like you know you end up having to put bodies in an ice rink and honestly i'm just a little nervous to see how how things you know progress you know if it just gets worse i'm i'm so nervous to see what's gonna happen in the states i know when we talked to jessica we were nervous to see what was gonna happen in madrid and spain and we saw how everything went down and while we were on quarantine in madrid i was still seeing all my friends back home like partying at the club like at the beach like at the gym and it was just like oh my god you guys this is already in the states people don't know that they have it and it's just being spread around everyone and especially florida there's so many old residents that it's scary 
And I mean, there's still no official lockdown. Like if I go out right now, like I had to go to the grocery store yesterday and there's still people on the street. Like the traffic is as if the same, like nothing has changed really. People are still going out and I'm like, where are you guys going? <laughs> like everything's closed. Yeah, I think like people are just being rebellious and don't actually want to stay mm -hmm. at home for those two weeks, but it's like stop thinking about yourself it's thinking about like the rest of the community thinking about the other people who will or can die because of this virus yeah, but also our president should have i think personally should have put a mandatory lockdown like if you see that the people are not taking it seriously and of course he wants things to go back to normal and for the economy to be back up and running as soon as possible the best thing to do would be to make people stay at home so that it can, you know, the numbers can go down as quickly as possible. Yeah, he doesn't see that. No. Our no. dumb president. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we have a new one in November. I mean, even, um, cause Super Tuesday was last Tuesday in Florida and so many people didn't go to vote because they were scared of this virus. Like my mom has never not voted and I know this last, Super Tuesday she didn't go because she has been very aware of the situation because of our situation in Madrid knowing how scary and fast it um, occurred so she was like no I'm not going like I'm not going around people I'm not subjecting myself to possibly get this virus and be sick so I know that I have been on quarantine for almost like three weeks now because I did I did self-quarantine myself for a little in Madrid, but how have you been staying sane over this, this period? Like, what should we tell our listeners in the States what to expect and how they can stay sane? Because it's hard. Honestly, I haven't felt like okay, because things in Madrid were a bit, a bit tough, but Back, being back in Miami definitely has allowed me to just like kind of feel like my mental health is a bit stabilized just because I have like a big backyard and a pool and my dog can run around and we're just not in the darkness all the time but I just finished um, my finals because they've transferred my school online so I was kind of stressed also too because life hasn't really completely stopped you know like people some people still have work some people still have school and it's just transferred to be online or remote so going through all of this and still having to do school, let alone finals and tests, was a bit stressful. But um, I finished that. So honestly, I've just been spending time with my family because um, my stepbrother and my stepsister live really close. So they're literally at the house every day with my nephew. And we're all just like kind of having a big sleepover at the house, basically. Um, so just like staying with my family has really been been helpful um, and trying to use just the time to be to be productive like to do things I normally wouldn't have the time to do so if that's reading or writing or like trying to create my first mix um, since I bought my DJ set or you know just like different things yoga just trying to make the most of my time because like I feel like we're always we're a society where we are like trying to do so much at once and we never have time to to just slow down or do things that we've always wanted to do and I feel like it's kind of a little blessing in disguise because now we get to, to slow down a bit and think of like hmm maybe I want to take up I don't know like cooking or like I want to learn a new recipe and now we have the time to do that you know so I've definitely been doing that 
I completely agree. I know to keep myself sane over these two weeks, like you said, life doesn't stop. I still have to do my Spanish classes, which it's kind of really difficult because they don't do any like online videos. Like they weren't prepared for this. So the teacher literally has just been sending us assignments through like Google, Google Classroom or Google Hangouts. And it's just like, this is not efficient. Like, I don't really feel like I'm learning anything. And I'm going to have to take a test in May to decide whether I pass this this level. And it's just, it's a lot. Um, I'm still working because I work online, thank God. So what I've been trying to do is trying to at least still keep a schedule. I still wake up early, make breakfast, I work, then I work out. Working out has been a lot for me. I've mostly been doing yoga. A lot of these like workout apps, they've done free trials or I guess for this coronavirus time, which is great. Um, another thing that's definitely been keeping me sane is calling friends and family, even friends that I haven't talked to in years, just keeping up with people and trying to not think about the bad of it all like you said looking at the bright side studying working out doing things that I didn't feel like I had the time to do before yeah and I feel like everyone's kind of taking advantage of this time like I see so many I think you did it too like um like a happy hour like on FaceTime you know (laughs) just like using the time to just have fun like you said catch up with people that you haven't talked to in a while but to make it in a way that it's still fun and you don't feel like you're confined at home and and depressed you know so so yeah i think those are those are the best ways to stay sane do you have any like tips just for because we don't know about what's going to happen in the near future how to make this time of like quarantine a little more bearable for people i would say doing the things that we just talked about talking with friends um, definitely taking the time to learn something new or do something that you always wanted to do. Just honestly, everything we just said, learning a recipe, if that's mm-hmm. what you wanted to do. Like if you want to lose 10 pounds, throw away all the snacks and yeah. work out. <laughs> oh, but it's so hard though. Like the most thing I've been doing this entire quarantine is eating. My dad literally just came in the room. Like, do you want to eat? I'm like, I can't eat anymore. Like. This is the most I've been on a schedule of like breakfast, lunch, and dinner in my life. <laughs> and like now I'm like, I'm eating like crazy, plus the snacks. Like, I need to work out. So today's workout day. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's definitely the snacks. Like, I will just munch on chips, like cookies. Like, I've been snacking like crazy, but I still do work out. I mean, I'm not being that hard on myself because I don't really have a goal to lose weight, but. If that's your goal and that's what you want to do, this is, like, the time to do it. Like, don't mm-hmm. buy those snacks when you go to the yeah. grocery store. <laughs> literally, literally, they are the devil, the devil. But I definitely want, like, agree with what you said by creating a routine. Because definitely in Madrid, I was going to sleep at 4 in the morning, waking up at, like, 5 p.m. Because, like, the days would just combine into each other. It was so bad. But now I'm, like, waking up early, trying to be productive, and, like, planning my day. Because I think the easiest way to fall into, like, a rut or, like, a like a bad moment is when you're just, like, not moving and not, like, planning. You know, like, okay, today I want to do this. When you're just, like, yeah, I have no clue what the day is going to be like. It just starts to take, like, a very dreary turn, you know? Completely. Keeping a schedule, I think, is one of the most important things. I know that 
one thing that's been hard for me, I don't know about you, because now you're home, but like, I've been having to cook every day. Like, <laughs> I really miss going to restaurants, um, ordering delivery, like, I really miss it. Like, I'm mm -hmm. so, I love cooking. I love Yeah, I was going to say, you're such a good cook, though. <laughs> I know my boyfriend's like in heaven. He's like, what are we eating today? I'm like, no, you are helping. <laughs> like, I'm tired of it. Um, it just becomes a lot like little things that you don't realize that you took advantage of before all of this. Because I would order delivery probably like once a week, twice maybe, or like go to a restaurant once a week. And now it's like I have to make every single meal that I'm eating. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot. I, when I was in Madrid, I, I ordered Uber a few times um, because they were having a deal of like no delivery fee and those are those, those things. But I was a bit concerned because sometimes my drivers would come without gloves and I'm like, mm, like you're touching my food. Like, I don't know. I'm nervous. Like, I don't want to eat. Like, I was like, what the heck? Like, I would think you guys have to wear gloves. But yeah, I know. I ordered mom. Stop listening because she told me not to. I ordered Papa John's like the day before I left because I was just like, I want something before all this goes down. And I'm obsessed with their cheese bread. I don't order the pizza. I ordered the cheese bread. And when the box came, I like wiped down the box with like Clorox wipes. And it was like, I just hope nobody coughed on this pizza. Like, please, like on this cheese bread, please, please. But yeah, it, it, everything to me, the hardest part is like, I have a lot of anxiety and like, going out into the world I get so anxious like, I'm like oh my god he's too close to me like oh my gosh maybe somebody just sneezed like in this aisle and I'm walking into their corona like droplets in the air <laughs> so my anxiety definitely one of the reasons why I left Madrid was to take away all of that anxiety and not feel so much like unrest 24 7 here i've been able to disconnect like i try not to look at my phone we go outside and we walk the dogs like we went like lemon picking like <laughs> just, just like things to slow down i think this is just an important time to slow down um do you have any tips for the unforeseen future like i would say my biggest one is to like limit your the amount of news you watch definitely because there was a point where i was watching a lot and it made me go into a bit of a panic and i could have thought like i feel like just the panic that i put on myself made me a little sick and i was like okay michelle like you need to relax because if you freak out and you stress out that's going to be the best way for your immune system to weaken and for you to catch you know anything so the best thing is just like to keep the positivity to, I mean, to be informed, it's important to be informed, but to limit it because at the same time, like you're just going to scare yourself by how, how crazy the numbers are. And sometimes we really don't know, um, the, the validity of the sources that we're watching or like that. And I can't stress this enough. Everyone on Instagram, like just reposting these flyers that have information, like you, some of them, you don't know where they're coming from. Like check your sources, you know, make sure you're not just putting anything out there because if it's scary, like you can be scaring others. You don't know what their emotional state is, their mental state is. So yeah, be, just be cautious of that. That's one thing I want to say as well, like with the news is make sure you're looking at a unbiased source, a source that's not just putting like 
9,000 people sick, dead, like just so you can click, like clickbait news or just a source that is giving you the information, not trying to scare you into this, this unrestful feeling, you know, like don't, I'm sorry for if you listen to Fox News, but don't <laughs> watch Fox News because it just, I feel like they are just trying to always get you to be scared and uninformed. Like it's just in, things that are over sensationalized. No, yeah, I would just say take the, make the most of this time. If you're able to be with family at this time, because a lot of people are just alone by themselves, be super grateful and like cherish that you're, you're not doing this alone, that you're not in quarantine alone because a lot of people are. And, and not to put too much pressure on yourself also, because I think on social media, a lot of people are showing what they're doing or maybe like they're taking up a new hobby and it might make you feel pressure to like do a lot too. And if you want to just slow down and do nothing and, and just enjoy the time that you have to yourself now, do that. I definitely agree. I also do think as much as it's important, if you do want to slow down, try and... Also, because I know in the beginning, I watched literally like a whole series of Netflix, like binge watching. And even if you do want to slow down and take your time, don't just make it like watching TV. You know, like do a puzzle or even if you do a puzzle, like in a coloring book, like something that at least is still stimulating your brain, like do a Sudoku, something other than just watching TV all the time, because I as I also don't think that's healthy to be doing for the next two weeks or as long as you are in quarantine. <laughs> Me, my, my stepbrother and stepsister yesterday were doing a challenge of like, um, name the capitals of the countries all around the world. So we were just like challenging each other to see like who knew what and it was so fun. And I mean, I realized how much I had forgotten. I'm like, I need to refresh on these things. But it's like things that I wouldn't have normally, normally done. So... So I think it's cool. Like, make the most of the time and, yeah, be productive. Get your mind stimulated in some way. Um, yeah, I know that I'm so upset because I've been dying <laughs> to do a puzzle all this time. And finally, I found out that we can order, like, stuff to Amazon to the farm because we thought we couldn't. And mm -hmm. now there's no more effing puzzle on Amazon. <laughs> That's another so thing. So Things are just out, like, sold out. Yeah, everything's sold out, like... All these puzzle companies must be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to Target a few days ago looking for resistance bands because I'm like, okay, let me use this time to work out. The entire exercise aisle was sold out. There's nothing. So so people are, are buying things. So so yeah. But I think that's all we can tell you guys just for tips for, for the unseen future, you know, how we've been staying sane and what the situations are like for the both of us. Also, I know this has been affecting a lot of people economically. A lot of people in the States especially have lost their jobs, are getting laid off. Um, if you are looking for a source of income <laughs> online, <laughs> teaching English, no, but yeah, teaching English, teaching English online, VIP kid. Um, that's the company. And use Britney's code. Use my code. It's Brit0457. B-R-I-T-T-0457. No, but that's one thing I am grateful for is that I can't really lose my job since it is online and kids in China are quarantined at home as well doing classes online right now. Literally, I think it's so good for all those people who are able to work remotely because you're able to keep your job and you know still maintain your income. 
but for those who don't, you know, it's it's so unfortunate. Even for me, I'm graduating in a few months and I'm thinking, what's the job market going to be like? Like, am I going to be able to find a job if things are still like this? Um, so that's, you know, just another thing that we just don't know what's going to happen. That's so true. I mean, my even I know a handful of people that have been like laid off or my sister, she was in... Uh, like a internship scholarship program with the Marriott hotels as a chef and it's a year-long program and they cut the program like they put it on pause right now because even the hotels no one's staying in hotels like the tourism industry like retail industry just so many businesses are being affected and we can't even see the effect of it all it's just it's Mm -hmm. crazy yeah it's horrible but we're sending our our love and wishes to everyone that's to listening to your families we're hoping that you guys stay safe and that you're making the most of this hard time yeah thanks for listening and stay safe love you guys bye bye (laughs)